Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. Today's date at the time of this recording is actually July the 11th. 2020. You know, I don't often give dates. I'll narrow it down <laughs> to a season or a month or something like that. But, uh, you know, 2020 has been an interesting year so far. A lot of times people want to say that it's been uh, the worst year ever, et cetera, et cetera. No, not really. You can go look historically at things that have happened. Even from the point of surprise, uh, there's been far more impactful years. And yet we see that certain things are happening. And I've just been uh, chatting online with some folks here that are just beginning to realize the amount of evil that's in the world and the things that are happening. And uh, I will agree. There's just, you know, you get to a point, you think, well, nothing can be worse than what we've seen so far. And then you see uh, the total depravity of man being very creative in an expression of that depravity. Okay. And so I just wanted to go and uh, remind us of some things that the Lord Jesus said, okay, and some things that he's told us in his word and some things that he said himself. So today, I want to go to uh, the book of John, the gospel of John, and we're just going to jump in. Jesus is talking to his disciples. It's John 16, and so it's uh, coming to the end of Jesus's life, and he says this in verse 25 of John 16, I have said these things to you in figures of speech. The hour is coming when I will no longer speak to you in figures of speech, but will tell you plainly about the Father. So we see here that Jesus is laying out uh, a bit of a timeline, right? And the disciples had wondered, you know, why, why are you always talking to us in parables? Why are you talking to us in figures of speech? And um, the Lord had told him, told him why. You know, he says, I do these things that those that have eyes to see will see, and those that have ears will hear, but those that don't won't see or hear. There was a purpose. And he did it because this, this is what the Father told him to do. Remember, Jesus said that I only did that which you told me to do. I only said what you told me to say. So now he's saying, you know, I've been talking to you in figures of speech, yes, but now the time's going to come, an hour is coming when I'm going to speak to you plainly. Verse 26, in that day, you will ask in my name, and I do not say to you that I will ask the Father on your behalf, for the Father himself loves you, because you have loved me and have believed that I came from the Father. So let me read that again. In that day you will ask in my name, okay, in the name of the Lord, and I do not say to you that I will ask the Father on your behalf, Father. For the Father himself loves you because you have loved me and have believed that I came from the Father. I came from the Father and have come in the world, and now I'm leaving the world and going to the Father. So he's saying that, hey, I'm leaving here. I'm leaving this worldly existence, and I'm going back to the Father. But you know what? You're going to have a relationship with the Father in and through me by my name. Okay, by my name. So the disciples were sitting there, and they're going, wow, okay. <laughs> Verse 29, they say, his disciples said, ah, now you're speaking plainly and not using figurative language. Now we know that you know all things and do not need anyone to question you. This is why we believe 
that you came from God. Why do they believe that he came from God? Well, because he knows all things, and he doesn't need anyone to question what they had seen, what they had experienced. And then Jesus, you know, one of the things that Jesus did so often that we often take for granted is that our, he really didn't let people off the hook easy. You know, you might even say exactly what needed to be said, but then he would push you a little further. Remember with Peter, one time Jesus was uh, preaching, you know, it's the, the passage where he says, you got to eat my flesh and drink my blood. Then it said the disciples started leaving him. And the disciples started leaving him. And disciples simply means learner, that you're learning. So often we see the word disciples, we're thinking the 12. You have to see what the context is. So these are just people that were learning of Jesus. They'd been following. But when he said that kind of thing, they walked away. They learned all they wanted to learn. They didn't want to have anything else to do with it. Well, Peter's freaking out. He goes up to Jesus and he says, Master, Master, you got to do something. They're leaving. They're leaving. Which really is the response of uh, the Western church today to so many things. Uh, because we're far more concerned about trying to keep people involved with something, but then discipling them and them being in the right relationship with the Lord. <laughs> and so, you know, what does Jesus do? He looks at Peter and says, what, what, you gonna, what are you going to do? You going to go off with them too? You going to leave too? See, he didn't let him off the hook. He didn't buy into this panic. Jesus didn't buy into the thing that, oh, no, they're leaving, they're leaving. I'm, I'm losing my membership. We need to plan another activity. We need to do another thing. No, no, no. Jesus said, you going to leave too? And Peter looks at him and says, uh, where, where would I go? Where would we go? You have the words of life. So Peter knew you know, what was happening, but we see how Jesus responded to it. So the same thing happens here in John 16. The disciple says, now we know that you know all things and do not need anyone to question you. This is why we believe that you came from God. <laughs> Jesus answered them and said, do you now believe? He asked him a question. He's actually drawing into question their statement that they believe that he came from God. And he says, do you really believe? Do you really believe? And boy, is that not a question for us? Because, you know, we say, Lord, we believe, we believe. But boy, we readily say, Lord, help our unbelief. So Jesus is looking at them and says, do you really believe? But guess what? He didn't stop there. Great. Verse 32 of John 16. Behold, the hour is coming. Now, he just said that before, right? Then you wonder about this, you know, uh, where was that up here in verse 25? He said, the hour is coming when I will no longer speak to you in figures of plain speech. Well, he says that, then immediately he says something, and the disciples immediately say, hey, that's not figurative speech. We understand what you're saying. So the hour has come for that. He's speaking plainly. Now he says, behold, the hour is coming. Indeed, it has come. So he's saying this hour is coming, and it's, it's come right now. It's happening right now. You don't know it yet, but it's about to be fulfilled all the way through. Well, what hour is it? Behold, Jesus says, the hour is coming. Indeed, it has come when you will be scattered each to his own home and will leave me alone. Yet I am not alone for the father is with me. He's telling them what is about to happen with his arrest and his crucifixion, that they would be scattered, they would go hide in their homes, and they would leave him alone. But he is letting them know, 
that he was not alone, that the Father is with him. Even when they reflect back and see what they had done and the enemy will try to beat them over the head with how they had abandoned the Lord and that kind of thing, he said, no, no, I was not alone. The Father is with me. Even when he cries out on the cross and the Father is separated from him, from the perspective of all the sins of mankind being upon the Lord Jesus Christ, even then, the Father was with him, and he wasn't alone, though he felt that way. There was just a separation here. Now, last verse quickly, 33. Jesus says this, I've said these things to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but take heart, I have overcome the world. Oh, wow, we know that verse really, really well, don't we? Sort of grab a hold of that. But do you see the context of it? Just to, and We've jumped in in the middle of the context. But you see more about it right now. And he says, I've said these things like this. And the reason Jesus said this to them, and the reason that Jesus drew them in this kind of conversation and made them think and question, do you really believe, is that they would have peace. That they would have peace because he knew it was about to come. And he knew what would have happened with them from that point on. He knew it all. He says that you will have peace. And then he just tells us point blank. You know what? In this world, you're going to have tribulation. You're going to have pressures. You're going to have things come against you. But take heart. Encourage your heart. Exhort your heart. I've overcome the world. Well, I'll tell you what. My time is up. We'll pick this up in the next episode and talk a little more about it, okay? Again, I'm Dale. Thank you so much for your time, and I'll see you then. Goodbye.